Welcome to KFAB, the podcast. A podcast about wrestling and fashion. But mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. I'm Christina. And I'm Katie. Oh my god. It's We're feeling so loose tonight, I feel like. Uh, yeah. Katie's got the cutest new haircut. I got bangs. Oh, Very always, exciting. Always advise bangs. Mike has on a, a, a fun striped summer shirt. Um, Mike, do you want to say hi and maybe say a word or two about your shirt? Who are you, Mike? Uh, hello, my name is Mike. Aside I'm... from my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm the producer of the show, and uh, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. That really threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think we should keep all of it this. Threw it threw us really all fun. off. This is very funny. This uh, It's a very funny but I mean, but it was like perfectly done because it felt like Felsky or like Christina was shocking everyone even like y'all didn't talk about how you were going to reveal it and like you were shocked by her admitting it so it all felt like it worked very well I want to be clear Mike and I are not dating Mike is single he is lovely and deserves all the love in the world but not mine we'd kill each other do we do if a dating insist. bracket of wrestlers for Mike maybe yeah Mike that would to be date? Fun. oh That'd my god we could have a Becky uh, wins right I don't know. I don't know. We know it's probably Becky Oscar. Asuka. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. He's an Oscar boy, but I don't know. I think Mike. I mean, okay. Well, all it's right. Anyone? Let's explain. Guess. So Mike is our producer. <laughs> um, he is a lifelong wrestling fan, and he occasionally we will throw to him to ask any questions we might have about, um, you know, what was going on at the time that we're saying like. Uh, mine is kind of slim, and I know that there's more because I didn't watch the web series that is my dudes involved with. Ooh. So like. Uh, yeah, there's web series. Yeah, so, yeah. We're getting uh, real deep in this. Oh no! <laughs> but no, like, uh, am I gonna run into him in a UCB class? <laughs> Honestly, maybe. <laughs> like from the sounds of it. Um, but anyway, so we throw to Mike sometimes just to fill in the gaps of our knowledge because we're new wrestling fans. Um, we used to time him. We don't do that anymore. No, we need his help too I much. I, yeah, I tossed him. It's too much. It's it's too much fun to hear Mike talk. Yes. Yeah, once we started dating, the rules got real loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything changed like four months ago, and now I understand why. It's like really coming into focus for Yeah, me. like he didn't, he didn't like continue to make fun of Christina that for how many slides. True. And there were always like heart gifts on like certain slides, and I had no clue. There are a lot of heart gifts, but the fact, the the concept that Mike doesn't make fun of me is insulting to everyone. <laughs> I'd say that he is very nice to everyone but me. Oh, <laughs> brother, sister. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I feel right. so trivial after talking about matters of the heart to get to wrestling oh my news, God, but I love. no, it is matters of the must. heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but many twists and turns this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. WWE shortened Mustafa Ali's name to Ali. Huh. Uh, okay. Uh, everyone's mad about it. Producer Mike note. For context, WWE does this to wrestlers all the time. Elias. Ooh, oh. oh. Okay. Elias Sampson got shortened to Elias. Andrade Almas got short shortened to Andrade and Apollo Crews got shortened to Apollo then elongated back to Apollo <laughs> Crews was there like another Apollo that was coming into the realm and so they're like oh we don't want you getting confused with the deity <laughs> well we want we want to own your full name if possible mm-hmm. uh this really pisses off wrestling fans how do you feel about this I mean surely it's not hard to remember two names 
Ali or even three names. Ali is interesting uh, just because you think of like Muhammad Ali. So it's almost like trying to kind of piggyback on that in this specific case. But no, I mean, Mustafa, I think it's stupid. Mustafa Ali is a beautiful name. Like, yeah, yeah, and it it's works. Really, it's like, really rhythmic and like. Yeah, and it also nice. has energy to it. And yeah. when it's like said, when he comes out for his entrance, you can like feel that energy going for it. Yeah. Also, I don't want to make this generalization about wrestling fans because I've been disproven time and again. But I would imagine that a lot of people don't know anyone with the name like Mustafa Ali. And so it's probably good to at least have that in your like, instead of just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have to learn of a different culture in a way to diversify in uh, a way that made me it sounds dumb but you know what i mean i just feel like i don't know why a shorter name would be considered better i mean i guess for like branding purposes but like wouldn't you just kind of like shorten their name anyway when you're talking about them casually as we do with all of our friends and acquaintances yeah or like with the announcers after they say the yeah. name the first time like then they they're like shorten charlotte it. Yeah. they're not like charlotte flair every single do time they? i think they say charlotte flair well often but like they don't always and they call becky lynch becky becky, becky sure. yeah and they call our boyfriend Finn Balor Finn. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it's hard. Also, and why did they not shorten his to just Finn? <laughs> Demon. Um, also, you they know? call. Also, Andrade Cien Almas is a very cool name, and I'm bummed mm, that they took I that know. away. Yeah. Why does it piss off wrestling fans? Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy to piss off wrestling fans. I think it's <laughs> yeah. just. I think we do all the time. For, <laughs> yeah. For the same. I mean, for the same reason you guys are upset, or the same reason we're all upset, or we're just like we think Mustafa Ali is a cool name. We thought Elias Sampson was a cool name. Charlotte Flair was a cool name. Like it just seems like a needless change, mm. and we don't totally understand why. Hmm. I would assume to market them better somehow in a way uh, that I don't understand. Save money on printing. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I I will say with Elias Sampson because he doesn't really wrestle and he's just Elias, it kind of works because you <gasps> just hate it. <laughs> oh my God. I, speaking of, I forgot. I was going to text this to you guys. Did you watch the thing of yes. them singing shallows? Okay, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Wait, Which did one? you text it to us, Mike? Oh Mike my God, I forgot what happened. I saw it twice, one right after the other, and I couldn't remember who had sent it to me I first. watched both of them because also one mm-hmm. of the announcers did it as well. Or she, uh, one of the women, backstage women did it. Um, I can't think of who it was. And then when Finn did it. And I love how he just, like, he's a bad singer. It. Yeah, he's uh, a bad singer. It's very humanizing. It also, was karaoke. I really disliked A Star is Born. So anytime we can, like, I thought <laughs> have that, fun with it, I like that. Honestly, mm-hmm. Sarah, my reaction to A Star is Born, I never saw it. I don't <laughs> intend to see it. This is one of those it's things fine. that... No, I occasionally choose things that like I don't think I'll like and really go hard on mm-hmm. dedicating myself to it it's a it's a flaw I'd say and one of them is about it's a star uh, star is born because I just don't care about it and uh-huh. then, but after the Oscars I was like thank god this movie goes away now <laughs> and it hasn't and I'm so no. pissed that's how I feel about the Oscars every year I'm yeah, like, like that like, one movie, god, that movie is gonna away. be gone the problem with it is gonna be gone yeah. like none of us have to worry seat. about it yeah. yes uh, yeah Yes. Yes. Um, like stuff like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, I mean the fact that it's still going, it's still around. Like, the wrestlers why? are still singing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, oh, okay. It was still very sweet. Here's some stuff that I was actually that I've I've my husband has some very strong opinions on on SmackDown. That's just surprises. Street no Team one. Kyle. Yes, right? <laughs> uh, a man of 
strong opinions. Um, Kyle has opinions? What? <laughs> uh, on SmackDown, Charlotte Flair defeated Asuka in an impromptu title match to become SmackDown Women's Champion. Everyone's mad about this because it might mean Asuka doesn't get to have a match at WrestleMania. Yes. No. Do you think she's injured? I don't know. I mean, it's just like, oh, now Charlotte has a title again, and now everyone has a title except Becky currently. Mm. And Becky is going to get one or both of these titles at WrestleMania. But it's like, but why take it away from Asuka, who it seems like is getting real shortchanged right now. Yeah, Asuka's been getting shortchanged since we started watching, right? Yeah, yeah. Because she was, like, undefeated for so long, like, when we came in, and then she just started kind of getting beaten. It feels like she's been really pushed aside. Yes. Yeah, I just remember the trickery with someone wearing, like, the dude wearing her mask. Yeah. Oh, that little that little oh. rat face. Was it Carmella's Fuck. man? Carmella's. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. And I was like, oh, this is really shitty. Yeah. Like, this is a big bummer. What's his name? James Ellsworth. Oh, James Ellsworth. That's okay. right. I just said something really rude about him, which is how I think of him inside. I called him a rat-faced fuck. <laughs> uh, I also thought that. That's very Yeah. Funny. I mean, it's just... Yeah. One of those descriptors that you think once, and you're like, well, that's in my head now. I mean, it can't go away. Yeah, because we started focusing on her because she's one of Mike's favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And then right when that started happening, it was like, oh, we're not going to really see much of her. Yeah, and it's that's, kind of a bummer. Yeah. I really like Asuka. Um, well, hopefully, I don't know, maybe this is part of a... I don't trust this company. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Some actual good news. Great. The New Day won a tag team gauntlet match to ensure that Kofi Kingston gets to fight Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. All right. Yay. Yay, Uh, yay, I will say, guys, I've caught up on Total Bellas. Mm. This season has been really great. It talks about Daniel Bryan turning heel and how excited he has been doing it. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. And it talks about how Nikki and Brie both are retiring. Oh, good. Shit. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, that seems great. Is, is it to have more time to do their podcast, which... Yeah, they just... <laughs> they just yeah, announced. <laughs> they announced it, Um, and Bree wants to have another kid, so she was oh, like, we're going to go for it. The last thing on the slide, which I'll have to... We'll post it separately, probably. Uh, Mike put, most shockingly <laughs> of all, look how much taller Rey Mysterio's son Dominic is than his dad. Wow. That is... That's a... He's not wrong. A tall How? lad in a tie-dyed sweatshirt. That's a crew neck sweatshirt. Oh my gosh! Do you think he's trying trying to be a wrestler? Like, is he strong under that? He looks like a fucking kid who went to Pratt or something. Oh my gosh! He Doesn't is he? He's in like a noise massive band compared to his dad. He's like in a noise band, but huge. Don't How you did just that like- happen? Ah, uh, Jeanette. I mean, it must be the well, mother's. Language. Yeah, some recessive genes have mm-hmm. come back Creeping. with a vengeance. He's yep. just standing on a box out of screen. Do you think they <laughs> yeah, it's just got an apple they box? Give him the Robert Downey yeah. Jr. apple yeah. crate. <laughs> yeah. If we cut wide, his knees are like up next to his dad's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yep. That would make me laugh. I would love that so much. Uh, you ready, buddy? I'm. Re- you know what? It's time. I'm so excited to sit back and drink wow. this wine and listen yep. to a story. Well, we're gonna ha- we're gonna tell some stories. So gather around, my friends. And as my slide says, get ready for your close up. It's Gold Dust. <laughs> Woo! So Gold Dust has had quite a career, and these gifts. I tried to get a representative selection from as many of his different phases wow. as I could. So this one right here is from his earliest iteration as gold dust he is mounting the undertaker and 
and and Rebin himself he was in a a big feud well that's a deliberate um (laughs) this is uh there's also a shot of him spanking himself with an acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. is it Elias's I don't know whose guitar it is or is it Jeff Jarrett's it's yeah, Jeff Jarrett. It was a while ago, so that seems right. And then nice memory. there's um a picture there's a shot of him doing one of his uh moves in which he like hops up around a guy, puts his legs around the guy's waist, and then flips him over. It's a cool looking wow. move. Mm-hmm. Um his signature like character move that he does <laughs> Are you distracted is he by? like caresses his body and like kind of like moans and hisses and gets into himself. I am so excited you're gonna have so many feelings and then this last one is him and his brother as stardust and stardust is blowing some confetti and they're just having a fun time together the looks in all of these are insane i'm gonna Mm -hmm. break down the looks as we get to them but what you need to know about goldust is that he does not go halfway his skin must just be wrecked all the time. It's, I have a picture of him sans makeup later, and you'll we'll we'll talk about some. I was pores. gonna say there's gotta be. Some. Oh my god! He should double cleanse. Is all I'm gonna wow. say. Um. So wow. Dustin Patrick Runnels was born on April 11th, 1969. So he's an Aries. Happy Aries season. In Austin, Texas, he's the son of Dusty Rhodes. I forgot. What? I forgot about we that. Yeah. About oh, I totally forgot about that. On here before, Katie covered Dusty Rhodes in one of our earliest episodes. About yeah. him, the man. Yeah. Uh, yep. Hard times, Daddy. No, exactly. And, uh, I, just, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So wrestling family. He's the half brother of Cody Rhodes, who I think is hot. True. <laughs> it's something that I put Fact. on here. Fact. Um, I don't think Dustin is hot. He, sorry, Dustin. Dustin Thanks, started Dustin. wrestling in Florida in 1988 as Dustin Rhodes. He wrestled with a number of promotions around the United States and in Japan as Dusty Rhodes Jr., making that connection to his dad explicit. A fun fact, in January 1991, he and his dad wrestled together in a WWF tag team match at the Royal Rumble. He left soon after and worked for other promotions again, notably WCW. Uh-huh. He, he basically has worked everywhere, is like the shorthand that I'll use for him. Mm. I, I'm going to get into a lot more stuff with his character and like things that I thought were interesting or noteworthy. I feel like we've all kind of done that recently. Yeah. We've just been like, great, these are the There's things. There's too many yep. things. A lot um, of promotions. So many promotions. So this is him when he started out. As you can see, he is quite a large lad. Yeah. Uh, blonde, and he bleaches his hair blonder, usually. Um, but he started out as kind of just your, your basic diaperman, wrestling mm-hmm. like that. He had long hair for a little bit because it was the late 80s, and who among us, except me, because I was a child with a bowl cut. <laughs> and that's Same. him and his dad um, during their tag team match in the, down there. So you can see... At that point, Dusty Rhodes not wearing the polka dot thing. He's wearing like a chambray button up, which seems nice like and cool. Plum- no, it looks like a onesie. Cause see how mm-hmm. the belt? It looks like he's wearing a plumber's suit. If, oh if my god! I hope there was that, a full shot. That plumber promo, which I made y'all watch. Yeah, yeah it might. I don't with know. With the real shit in the toilet. Yeah, with the real <laughs> shit in the toilet. That was I mean, so who's much. To say, but it Wild looked, it looked like times. It. Either Baby Ruth or shit. I mean, one or the other. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Whoa. Dustin comes back to the WWF in August 1995. He'd been there briefly with his dad. So he's got a brand new gimmick. He's now a villain named Gold Dust. And according to Wikipedia, he's nicknamed the Bizarre One because of his somewhat spooky, mysterious, and sexually suggestive mannerisms and presence. Yes. So the character was initially portrayed as a gold-obsessed drag queen modeled after the Oscar statuette. Ooh. I have video wow. of his debut. Great, but- uh and oh man it's really something else um gold dust like playing mind games 
He would flirt with his opponents and feel them up to distract them. He was also really into touching his own body and making odd breathing noises and then like kind of biting at people. <laughs> kind of biting at people? Yeah, he'd be like, rawr, rawr, and like snap at them kind of mm-hmm. suggestively. So apparently Dustin was offered this character from Vince McMahon himself, uh, who was. called him and said he wanted him to play an androgynous role. Dustin immediately accepted because he was trying to find new ways to distance himself from his father, even though he didn't know what androgynous meant. So here's a quote from him about it. Vince kept saying, this is an androgynous character and I'm just agreeing with him, but I have no idea what the hell that means. So I'm like, yeah, sure. I give this a try because I really wanted to do something on my own other than the Dustin Rhodes name to try to accomplish something that is fresh and new and then go from there. I hung up the phone with them after agreeing to meet with music and costuming and all that crap that they do there at Stanford and opened up the dictionary to look up what androgynous was. I shook my head and I'm like, oh, well, I can't back out now. Let's go. I gave it my all, you know? So, I will say, in his first entrance, he truly goes for it. This initial version of Gold Dust is completely painted gold. He's got a, a gold onesie with uh, long sleeves, fully covered his legs, gold gloves. It's got like a silver starburst in the middle. He's got honestly pretty shitty makeup on, like black makeup that's sort of vaguely cat-eyed. And he has this long platinum blonde wig. It's a women's wig. He entered wearing this like gold lame robe that really was like a Ric Flair robe Pretty with much. a mm-hmm. white feather trim. But flash bulbs would go off and he'd walk in and they would like illuminate the ground like with stars like Hollywood Walk of Fame that said gold dust on it. And the idea was he was a Hollywood star. They did these teaser promos before he made his first entrance where he'd be like in front of a green screen and they'd put like the Warner Brothers studio lot behind it and he'd be like Hollywood, not everyone can make it. <laughs> And he really committed 110% to this sort of, like, <sighs> there is a lot of, like, Norma Desmond in it. Um, oh, Sunset Boulevard. Still. Oh, the, the, the aging film star who's the, um, like, female lead in Sunset Boulevard who's like, ah, the old glory days when we had faces. I'm Thank ready you. for my close-up, Mr. De- which they say. Oh, I'm ready, says, I'm ready for my close-up, I'm ready Mr. for my close-up, Mr. Mr. DeMille, which yeah, he too. said a lot as gold dust. So there, it really is like that kind of campy DNA running throughout the character. We'll touch on some of the problematic stuff that goes along with that. Sure. So. Whoa. Guess Whoa. what? Gold Dust also had a valet. This is kind of perfect. Marlena, honestly. played by Dustin's real life wife, Terry Reynolds. Terry. Mm-hmm. Marlena liked to sit ringside in a director's chair, giving Gold Dust notes while smoking cigars. I love it. <laughs> yep. This is amazing. So that was like really playing up the Hollywood thing at first. Um, so I have oh. this picture here. I'm definitely gonna post. Of, that is a fabulous photo. It's this a really like good. This John is why Waters. I had another mm-hmm. slide like, was to get this photo in here because yeah. it was so big and I didn't want to shrink it down but it's like gold dust crawling on his hands and knees marlena in her gold dress with the cigar and she has him on a leash yep that's so fun mm-hmm. and they're walking a red carpet with like tons of flowers in the background they look like funeral flowers hardcore well it might have been the undertaker they had a lot of mm-hmm. the undertaker once tried to put him in a gold coffin can we talk about that budget then oh mm. they were just throwing money at things mm-hmm. so i just had another slide that says insane to show you more I'm of marlena obsessed wow mm-hmm. so you can also see kind of his, his makeup there once he got into the ring generally gold dust either pulled off the long platinum blonde wig or it was pulled off and Mm. he either had very short bleach blonde hair or was shaved bald underneath Mm. but you can see in this picture here he was already experimenting with like the black detailing on his face paint a little going longer Mm. too and bigger Mm -hmm. and like more you could tell that he he took some time to learn how to do makeup better 
at a certain point it got a lot more elaborate or they had a glam squad by that point i don't know at one point they started having professional help with some of these things Mm. um so oh Oh God! Some of the optics are dated, to say the least. Uh, and I do have a piece that I'm going to link to in the show notes about uh, LGBTQ representation in the WWE and the specific areas in which they have been very offensive and backwards in their thinking. Um, Goldust is part of that legacy. Uh, after a match against Roddy Piper in 1996, Piper stripped off Goldust's robe to reveal him wearing women's lingerie. Dustin later said it was his idea, and he got Vince McMahon's approval to do it. Uh, during this time, crowds would often chant the F word at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was He was played up as a scary queer character. Like right. His queerness was tied to his uh, villainous character, and that was played up as something that was like strange and icky and to be feared, and the stuff with Marlena was like how perverse that this... like hot blonde woman is with this like creepy dude Mm. um so it's really it's really bad and like dustin rose has said some stuff since then trying to kind of recast it as this like subversive campy thing and i don't buy it to be quite frank i don't think anyone was that woke at the time yeah especially him if he agreed and Mm -hmm. also if vince mcmahon was the one that chose it for him to do yeah it there's a that's I I just quite frankly I don't believe it was coming from like a, a, sub, a subversive place, yeah. thing to like uplift a, a group of marginalized yeah. people mm-hmm. I don't think that was the case at all that so sucks. I have a picture could, here of that like, I know it could I I don't think I think there's a way you can probably do everything as long as you do it sensitively it's like we were talking about with Mandy Rose like it's optics right it's like mm. the point of view you're approaching it from and this was entirely approached from like this. Um, straight dude presenting as a, a, a creepy gay man is like yeah awful yeah. yeah if he were gay or in this were or he was a drag queen yes exactly fascinating. but this isn't even like a fully realized like drag performance yeah. it was really like the the barest trappings of it and then nothing about it was presented as a female performance it mm. was like stuff that was just like supposed to, they called him the bizarre one Ugh. so you yeah. know That's, um, is that because they weren't allowed to say queer like honestly well the crowd certainly said a bunch of did you watch it stuff i mean i it was in like like all the commentary about it yeah and i'm sure there's a lot of articles that go back to that Mm -hmm. stuff too because Mm -hmm. yeah i mean want to talk about it now yeah and it's really like worth discussing but this is the unfun part of it that i just want to like address head on to do and i mm -hmm. mean we're gonna have more of this revealed to different characters yeah so there's that picture i'm not gonna link it in the the our stuff you guys can look up the picture of it but you can see like the the type of stuff they were working with in the ring but surprise surprise guys goldust became a fan favorite um particularly after he started a feud with hunter hearst helmsley our friend triple h and china so things got a bit complicated in 1997 Goldust started changing up his name a lot to mimic stars and other wrestlers. So, like, basically every show, he would come out with a different outfit and a different name. This is the stuff that I actually think is quite funny. Yeah. So, he was the artist formerly known as Goldust, which is Prince, which is these two right here. You can see he had purple face paint in one. The other one, he has, like, hot pink hair, a ball gag in his mouth, and, like, a lime green 
suit that's got like metal breasts on it. It looks like he has like faux nipples, honestly. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, Was this like the height of like when people were talking about S and M and culture? I mean, 1997? Seems like it, right? Perhaps. I mean, it's definitely, like, rave adjacent. I would say it's like like when Madonna was doing that shit. You know what I mean? With, like, whips and stuff and music videos? Yeah. I feel like probably five years later than that, but yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Which seems right. Yeah, (laughs) for them, it seems, like, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So he was also um, China Dust, which was China. <laughs> dust, love Dust, my personal favorite. Dude love. So that's him in the middle where oh. he had the same full face paint, but he had like a brown curly wig oh on God. and like psychedelic stuff. Yep. Um, he looks like a seventh grade, like seven year old dressing up as like a hippie. Yeah, yeah exactly. costume. Uh, dusty School Dust. Dusty costume. Dust. Uh, Dusty That's Dust great. was Dusty Rhodes, so he basically oh, wore the polka dot onesie. So Marilyn Manson Dust, it's Marilyn Manson, sure. which you can see down there. Uh, I didn't know if that one was was Undertaker Dust. Oh no, right? he, I don't think he ever did Under Undertaker Dust. dust. Um, he did uh, Sable Dust, Sable, oh, wow, which yeah. is this one. Um, I mean, basically, it was just horribly offensive, like women's wigs. Yeah. Again, it was all the the sure. women's stuff. Um, and Vanderdust, which was Big Van Vader. Um, oh, and also this is the Triple H dust one, which I thought was just very funny. Yeah. Because we haven't gotten into Triple H's backstory yet, mm-hmm. but this is a particular, it's like the the Hunter Hearst Helmsley, like, gentleman frock coat vibe, um, yep. which is really funny. Um, so he also apparently once, like, pitched the entire, like, corporate office on getting breast implants. Uh as a way to further his character, but that idea was vetoed. I looked into the story and the resources that I found talking about this were all so wildly offensive. I didn't want to get yeah, into this Yeah, you didn't want to keep on going down. Yeah, but well, it's a lot of people have said independently, yeah, this was a thing that he pitched to Vince McMahon. Question. Mm-hmm. Do we think that maybe he's closeted and he just wanted to do that? His personal life research. does not suggest that. But, you know, like, is he, like, maybe he is trans and he wasn't able to do that. And so then he wanted to, but. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I He's he's had a complicated personal life. He's He's sure. been married three times. Sure. To women. Yeah. But I don't know anything about his personal life. Um, he has said that he was addicted to painkillers around that time. Mm-hmm. So there were some other things at play that were maybe... Yeah, I only bring it up just because, um, like, when we look in hindsight, like, how, uh, like, May Young was mm-hmm. so close to... Um, mm-hmm. Remind me, Mike? Uh, Mula? Yeah, Mula. Yeah. And they lived together for, like, 30 years or something. It's like that in hindsight is now more like, wait, were they a couple? And so this I'm almost like, wait, was he actually questioning his own gender and, and yeah sexual, like no I was curious about that too and I just it's I think it's, it's impossible like to, to go down that route tell. yeah you it's just impossible to, to research tell. maybe yeah would just be a little iffy to really figure that no, out that's super <laughs> he fair. has not gone on the record with anything that I've that I've that's seen about that okay. yeah not not that I found but I just know it's very time, interesting this time period would have been like well you had to you would have had to been closeted and yeah, yeah. I mean it would have been yeah Especially if this is yeah, the and if this is how you pitched. express yourself, yeah, yeah. So, just wondering. Yeah, I, I, I truly do not know. Let's leave that in the gold dust and move on. Yes, yes. great. 
So Dustin left the WWF in 1999 for a bit. Um, I'm just saying this to mention that he briefly dabbled in a character at WCW named Seven, who again had heavy face makeup. And Seven liked to stand beneath children's windows. Oh my God. The character was dropped after someone was like, hey, you look like a child abductor. What? At best, I'd say. Seven and you like to stand... How did they play that out? I mean, what is they, wrong with this man? It was mostly. Uh, it was like. Did they vignettes. create like Peter Pan theater windows for him to like no, stand out? It was presented. It was a as, promo video. It was presented as scary. It was like a yeah. Video. He's he was like, like a clown, a, like a scary clown. He was like a Slender Man or like mm-hmm. a Boogeyman type character. Oh, like a Gacy. God. No, it's it's more. It was supposed. It's presented like a monster. As though he's not a human being. Yeah, presented oh, as supernatural. He, yeah, exactly. But the vibes were unquestionably child abductor. So they were like, let's not. Um, I just thought that was too wild to not mention. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so Dustin returned to the WWF and Gold Dust in late two thousand one. We got a marriage. Thank God. Oh, we got a marriage. Yep. <laughs> he wrestled a lot with Booker T during this time. They did comedy bits like a skit called Booker T and Gold Dust at the Movies, in which they reviewed the Scorpion King starring <laughs> The Rock, which I think is very funny. I would love to watch that. Yeah. So TLDR, he wrestled for a bunch of promotions and won a bunch of awards and wasn't always Gold Dust. They experimented with him being like Dustin Rhodes and stuff again. So Gold Dust was a pro on season two of NXT. That's when it was like the reality mm-hmm. show and they were like pairing them up with rookies. His rookie was Oksana and his K- he, he kayfabe proposed to her oh, no. so that she could avoid deportation. Topical. So this, of course, led Ooh. to a big weird wrestling wedding that his dad and brother <laughs> attended, uh, followed by a big weird wrestling divorce. And she slapped him across the face and was like, bye. So bring out that him. good old edge. Uh, like, oh, this is everything. It was so good. So like, here's him and Booker T. Um, you can see his makeup continue to evolve during this time. Mm-hmm. Now we got really into like kind of the Matt Hardy like flames, flames on your yeah. face. Like I mean Jeff. I'm sorry, I can't thank you. Rude. Seth Hardy. Seth, Seth our Seth friend Hardy. Seth Hardy. Um but yeah, his face this is kind of what Gold Dust when he came back at this point evolved into. He still has the gold bodysuit and gold gloves, but now it has like black patterns on it that his his makeup mimics that does just look yeah, like kind of like a motorcycle. Like he's a transformer. He's gonna become a motorcycle. Who is Willem Dafoe in the Spider-Man movie? Oh, Green right. Goblin. He kind of has it's a Green kind, Goblin it is a Green vibe, Goblin but no vibe. green. I was gonna mm-hmm. say like like dark timeline C three PO. Yeah, C three PO goes goth. Um, yeah. Or like colorblind guy sees Green Goblin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but here he is with uh, Oksana. They had a flower. Bower that they stood under. God she bless. wore a sparkly gold dress where they and keep those. gold elbow link glove. I mean, those are party rentals. You strike those. You think they don't buy them? You think they don't own their? They own have one, and, and they, it's just rattier and rattier every time they drag yeah, it out for one like of these weddings. Cucumbers from this one. Oh my god, maybe they are. I mean, I think it's just very, very cheap. Like not even silk, like fake flowers. Those are like rayon mm-hmm. fake flowers. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's their wedding. So you can see she had a little tiara and a gold veil. They really committed hard to the gold wedding. I'm proud of her. Yeah, me too. <laughs> for getting married to her uh, pro, just so she won't get deported. Yep. So normal. W- smart. <laughs> WWE refused to like sign her thing so she can stay in the country. <laughs> yep. That sounds about right because it was not a work visa at no. all, right? No work visa mm-hmm. there. 
So the Goldust character changed over time, thank God. Mm. Uh, by 2013, he no longer had the wig and the robe, and he spoke in his normal voice. He because he had was... he had kind of like a little mm. bit of a high, a little bit of a sing-songy voice before. <laughs> he didn't try to do like a full female voice, but it was kind of like a creepy I can voice do it after the show. Cool, um, thank you. Yeah. So he also wrestled a lot with Cody Rhodes during this time, who mm-hmm. adopted the persona Stardust, which is basically like his brother, Gold Dust, but an alien. Um, his other frequent partner was R Truth. They were known as the Golden Truth, and they once interrupted a match by wandering into the ring playing Pokemon Go. Wait, when was this? A couple years ago. Yeah, this was the most. This is his most recent. That's yeah. very yeah. funny. So I have a picture of him with Archeroth in the middle, and you can see again his his outfits. They kind of change up the patterns on his. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that little. There's a little boy giving a thumbs up in the background. They kind of change up the patterns on his um, jumpsuit, mm-hmm. but they're always the same basic thing. Uh, so Goldust still makes appearances. He's incredibly popular. Yeah, so. he does. I, when we watched the first, what was it, the Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. He was in, he was and there. I just remember being like, "Who is that man in tight spandex?" So. Yep. Uh, he's oh. out for the time being, though, as he had to get surgery on both his knees. Yeah, <laughs> checks out. Yep. He's currently married to his third wife. He and Terry got divorced in 1999, but they do have a daughter together, Dakota. <laughs> so. Uh, and I have on this slide, there's a picture of him and like, he sometimes wears weird outerwear now that's like not a robe. It's like a bizarre pleather jacket with studs on it. Length, but I kind of like it. Uh-huh. It's not bad. It's like definitely a look. And then this is him. Sometimes he appears in the jumpsuit without makeup at all, mm. uh, which he is, needs to breathe. Yep. His, he needs yeah. his pores to breathe. His pores. So you can see like, he's just like a normal looking dude. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just Mm -hmm. a dude. But I wanted to end with a quote from Dustin. I've kept evolving the character. At first, you hated Goldust with the passion. Then you laughed with him. You loved him. You hated him again. And 24 years later, I can try to be the meanest, dirtiest heel in the business, but people are still going to love me. And I love them, too. I'm Dusty's son, but I learned the hard way I was never going to be the American dream. That was difficult for me, and I made some molehills into mountains. Before Dad passed, we talked so much about the Goldust character, what it grew into, and how much he was proud of it. And he talked a lot about how proud he was of Cody and my sisters, too. Aww. So he like entirely owns this character. Mm. I personally would enjoy if he owned it to the point where he could apologize yep. for some of the presentation in the past, but I don't think he ever will. I would be surprised if he ever will because he, he kind of owns the whole evolution mm. of it. Yeah. Um, and he said some stuff about how he thought it was like ahead of its time and stuff. And like, nope, <laughs> I disagree. But very interesting dude yeah he's like gone on the defense about it a little bit I, I want to read more about that that's fascinating yeah he's a he's a he's yeah I just focused really hard on this one character and the evolution of this character rather than his career because there's a lot you could say about him and the Rhodes family in general yeah they mm. have kind of just the, the wildest legacy in professional wrestling over the past like 30 years basically mm. so it's if not earlier with Dusty. So it's just it's just kind of like their mark can't really be measured for better or worse. But yeah, this this one character is just so incredibly over the top by how we think of like the characters now that are in WWE. I thought it was very interesting to dig into where it started. 
truly just Google image search is funny. You know oh, what I mean? It's like it's hilarious. And nuts. so I, thank you for lending so much like I don't know, um, weight. Oh, I went down the rabbit hole hard on this. And like the yeah. first half hour, I was like, this is hilarious. I really love it. Yeah. I think I texted you guys. I'm like, I'm really into gold dust. And then yeah. I got deeper into it. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> Pull yeah. back. Pull back. Oh, no. Straight up, that leash picture is like iconic. I mean, it's that's the, the one I singularly feel best about as just a picture because it's such a time and a place. I mean, yeah. describing that to me is kind of what describes that time of wrestling a little bit where mm-hmm. it's like you look at a picture and you're like, okay, this could be really funny and amazing, and then you dig deeper, and that's when you're like, okay, we're going to... It's complicated. so true. And I mean, I feel like that's what this entire podcast is us realizing a lot about, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, No, it's true. And I think that, like... Instead of being like, who's that redneck person? We're like, oh, okay, there's a lot back to this. No. Or like, oh, shit, that's more developed than I thought it was. Yeah, there's Mm -hmm. just... You know what? Peeling so many onions, you guys. So many onions, and we even Um. cry. Sometimes. True. And the freezer doesn't work. Speaking of crying, (laughs) you guys. Oh. Let me introduce you to your new daddy. (gasps) It's Hangman Adam Page. Oh. Wow, his hair is so nice. Okay. In this picture. Give me your blowout technique. He's going to go. Adam Page. All right. So it's Hangman Adam Page. Adam Page was born Stevie Waltz on July 27th, 1991. So young. Uh, He's a Leo in Aaron's Creek, Virginia. His ring name, Adam Page, is a combo of his first name of a childhood friend and Jimmy Page. So I thought it would be (laughs) fun if we went around and said our wrestling names, which is the first name of a childhood friend and the last name of a moderately overhyped rock star. Oh. Drew Morrissey. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we're going to talk that. That's a good one. Allie Hendricks could also work for porn. Ooh, Ooh, uh, yeah. Nicole Dillon. Ooh. I'm going to get so many hate messages. Um, <laughs> Hallie Mayer. Ooh! <laughs> See, this was fun. This, this was is, perfect. That's, that's exactly good. what I wanted from this. Thank oh. you. So, Paige debuted as early as 2008. However, the earliest of his known matches were held in promotions, including Carolina Wrestling Federation, Mid Atlantic, which is a mouth full uh northeast wrestling evolve and many more and he frequently appeared in premier wrestling experience all between 2011 and 2016 so he was also a full time uh he was also a full-time high school teacher he taught journalism and graphic design for five Uh. years while wrestling and so from an article i read on espn said others sensed his star potential when he joined the new look bullet club in may 2016 spoiler Allowing the 26-year-old to stop mysteriously calling out sick every Friday and quick his high school teaching gig. So he basically would, like, teach school during the week and then on weekends go and wrestle in these promotions. Wow. Could you imagine being, like... No. Oh, every rest- Mr. Waltz is... <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine being your history? Being like, <sighs> um, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Waltz... Did I see you on Friday night? Can you imagine? No, I would... Uh, my history teacher was a, such a babe, and I had the biggest crush on him because he worked construction in the summer. Oh. Just saying. Okay. Wow. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, we saw him, right? If I'm correct. You yeah. saw him. Takeover. He was at not Takeover. No. He was not? Okay. No, he was at, we'll, we'll 
get yeah okay because okay. uh, he's not a wwe so this is an early wrestling photo of him with just like a green hat cool. and like a little green it looks like he just got off a lawnmower mowing the grass <laughs> yeah, that, that is a like, this is literally yeah uh, but or i would Kenny watch Chesney him concert. from my lanai my and i would drink my <laughs> boozed lemonade and just be like look at that handsome boy mowing my lawn truly <laughs> that is exactly i like that there's a choker necklace in this one i believe with a crucifix he looks like a brody it's either a choker uh, necklace or you know the headbands that soccer players wear to pull back people yeah. always used to wear it as a necklace yeah. oh yeah it was trendy those and this one just has like a gold leaf mm-hmm. which is like why um i chose this photo look it's just funny that's why uh all right so anyway Paige was part of the new japan pro wrestling from 2016 to 2019 oh, good god and i'm sorry i'm skipping this because there isn't much like crazy kayfabe that i could find outside of being the elite which i'll get to i'm looking at mike like apologizing uh but he's best known for his work in ring of honor which spanned 2011 and 2018 so we're gonna do some light highlights he debuted january 14th 2011 he joined the decade in 2014 as one of the groups and this was on like some wrestling page quote unquote young boys which made me laugh so hard what do you want it what is a young boy well so i i don't know a ton about new japan but like uh like a young boy would be like they they do the sort of like ring stuff while the show's going on so it'd be like set up tear down like moving oh, a checky. that kind of thing it's mm-hmm. like what do they call it while in, they're in training. burlesque our favorite art form kitten Oh God! I, I don't know what that is, but I would it's assume a kitten, it's a kitten. You know a kitten is the person who strikes all the things after you take them off. Oh my God! Mm. Wow. Also, I just realized that I haven't talked shit on burlesque in a while, and I gotta get that it's back a up. Real callback for you. Really yeah. gotta get that up. <laughs> I mean, you look like you do burlesque right now. Stop it! <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop it! Oh my God! The We're sexual gonna talk tension. about this later. Oh, the sexual tension is. So so intense I know. In oh my gosh. They're just trying to have a fight so they can have makeup sex later. Oh my god. You guys, uh, stop. This is why we didn't want to tell you. We didn't want a relationship under a microscope. Mike, pick up the mic. What were you going to say? Okay, fine. Uh, all right. So Paige turned heel in 2016 when he joined Bullet Club by turning on Colt Cabana, the Briscoes, and Motor City Machine Guns, which are all names, during a 10-man tag team main event. He hanged Chris Sabin with a hangman's noose, which gave him his hangman nickname. Oh. We'll get, trust me. So in 2017, Frankie Kazarian and Paige battled in a strap match at Best in the World, ending with Paige submitting while being hanged via leather strap. He also won his first title in Ring of Honor on August 20th, 2017, when he and his Bullet Club stablemates, the Young Bucks, build together as Hung Bucks, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> Sorry, just hung bucks. Your falcon welcome was from me. Uh, you one got a, in a picture of those man. hung bucks? You know, I don't. I had a picture of their merch, and I chose uh, to replace it with something else. I'll show you later. Okay. But he won in a six-man uh, tag team championship. So here's his earlier look, right? Mm-hmm. So he got some cool wrestling moves. He is a good wrestler. He's very quick on his feet. He's, like, a pretty burly dude. Um, and he originally started with the noose around his neck, right? Yeah. Huh. We're gonna talk about it in okay. Good. A few tomorrow. Slides. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow meaning the next slide. <laughs> I was like tomorrow. <laughs> I was literally about to. Be Are like, we coming what? back? I am lightly drunk. Uh, I'm not. I'm not at all actually. Uh, I know. But I'm looking. yeah. <laughs> Great. So Mike has a photo of the young bucks that he went. He left the room to get. I thought, wow, this is the first time Mike has gone to the bathroom during the podcast recording. 
Instead, he left to get a framed photo with yeah, a props. A yeah. bunch of well, I wanted to see why they're called in that moment the Hung Bucks. And oh, I, well, I saw ladies. I saw hung. In, I yeah. know, but also. Also, they hung. love they love dick jokes hung. more than anyone in the world, truly, this, which we'll also seems get into. It to be a large portion of professional wrestling, to be quite frank. Dick jokes? Dick jokes. Yes, it seems to yeah. be. Um, but which makes sense. But yeah, so he has like kind of a tattered vest thing, diaper men through and through, and then the noose, which later turned to just kind of rope hanging. Or which, a kerchief. <laughs> and a kerchief. So here he is. Look, he's very hot. Uh, so I pulled a Katie and read a bunch of interviews and blog stuff about Adam Page. Because yes. he's truly fascinating. Yes. So yes. I'm just going to kind of. So I chose him because the concept of hangman is in line with the characters that I'm drawn to, who are like creepy, macabre, and a little devilish or unhinged. Um, they all should be carrying a crow. Let's oh my just god! Say. Yes, and crows. Yes. All right. Uh, I have a thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this dude is pretty straightforward and is kind of shy, despite the fact that he used a noose in his gear for a while. So I was very confused because he, it's not really his like personality. And so he was asked about it in an article that I will link. And this is just, this is the bulk of what I'm saying. So here it is. Uh, I found out I was joining Bullet Club and going to work for New Japan just a few weeks before it happened. It was something that kind of took me by surprise. I hadn't anticipated going that direction, but it was a great surprise. Caught me off guard. And one of the things that uh, was suggested to me since Adam Cole was joining Bullet Club was that I have some sort of different name. Someone from New Japan suggested the name Hangman Page, and I take the gallows from Luke Gallows and fill that role a little bit. Looking back, it's something I wish I wouldn't have done or I would have done differently. But I think at that time, I rushed to get gear ordered to figure out what I was going to be, who I was going to be. And at this point, I figured it out. But with just two weeks notice, I've had a noose, had the noose for a while. And I tried to be as sensitive as I could about it in any, every way I possibly could. But I still had people writing me who are kind about it, but who had family members who had committed suicide and it made them uncomfortable. Or maybe the racial connotations mm-hmm. of me yep. carrying a noose were uncomfortable. And I yeah. get that. I tried to be really sensitive about it, but it was something I wanted to get away from. I still carry the big untied rope with me to the ring and honestly I kind of carry it more now out of habit than anything and I've kept the name because it's a cool sounding name and at this point people connect it with me it's just become my name and I think this is really lovely because how rare is it to see someone in the public eye and especially part of the wrestling admit world it. admit he was insensitive and then also correct it also yeah. a white guy to do it yeah I no mean, people told him it was offensive and he was like oh shit you're right sorry contrast that with gold dust yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's so, really great. So then the the interviewer then asked, not all wrestlers are very good about listening to audience feedback, so it's cool you took those messages into consideration. And he said, I want people to be able to watch wrestling as a release from their lives, to be invested in something else instead of the difficult things in their lives. And if I'm one of those real things that's difficult in life, I need to make a change. Wow. I know. Look, he's great. I truly... Like, I know I love all of the, the people I bring in, but, like, I really think... I have so much respect for this dude. Yeah, I, that's cool. I have a question about all of that, then. Is his new merch... Because I see in this photo of him with the tied mm-hmm. rope that his uh, merch still has the, like, rope like that, the noose. It still has the rope, but it doesn't have the noose. Oh, it's just a rope now? Just like I a, think it's a just loose, a rope now. A I think rope? he kind of leans more heavily into like a cowboy aesthetic now. Okay. So it's like bandit outlaw kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, if, I don't know if the noose is still involved. Okay. Though. Yeah. He nice. kept Hangman, which they then shift to being about his dick, which we'll get into. Okay. Uh, where they're like, no, he's the hung man because he's got a huge dick. So. 
goodness. We'll get there. Okay. Look, we can't be... Baby can't. steps, I guess? <laughs> he looks kind of... I think you guys are going to like where that story goes. Okay. Yeah, it's brilliant. But anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge, like... No, that's great. recognized it. He corrected it. And look, that's all anyone's ever asking for, man. Mm-hmm. Truly. Just like, you not know, you make... Perfection, not perfection, acknowledgement of your mistakes. Make a mistake. Acknowledge your... What, Mike? I just want the audience to know everyone's looking directly at me while I'm not. I looked at you because you picked up the microphone. We're not trying to blame you for We're anything. Not. Look, Mike He's is guilty. He's a guilt. liar. Mike is guilty, and he hasn't told us why yet. <laughs> so, your boyfriend? Yes, my boyfriend, Mike, is guilty. Um, No, but... Yeah, I just... I think that it's really cool. It seems very rare that people... Because people, when they apologize, it doesn't seem to be sincere because they don't really do anything to correct yeah. it. And I feel like he is completely course corrected. Also, a guy in the wrestling world and a guy who looks like him. Look how <sighs> he looks like he looks like a, a guy who would play a demon on the CW, and that's a high compliment. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly. <laughs> anyway, so he's on being on being the elite, which is a YouTube oh, channel. Oh, he is that guy. Yes. Okay, he's the dick guy. Okay, I get yes. it. So he's a YouTube channel shot and edited on iPhone with the elite holding complete creative control. Who are the elite? Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody, Marty Skrull, and Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, this is super fun because he grew up making movies with his friends and he wrote like, they made like two full length movies in high school, which I think is very cool. It's probably not good, but still cool. Uh, I didn't realize that making Hollywood movies didn't just mean messing around with your friends and making jokes and filming them and putting together little videos, Paige said. Somehow in wrestling, that's what I ended up doing, making these stupid little 10-minute videos and joking around, and it's worked. So on this program, we learned that Adam Page is hung. He is the hangman, but also has penis envy. And now I'm just going to sum up how we know him, which is through Joey Ryan's dick flip. So per Uproxx, I'm just going to read their like summary of this because it's so funny and pause me whenever like this isn't a quote it doesn't matter uh but basically adam page got jealous of everyone loving joey ryan's dick flip viral videos because he thinks he is the guy with the big dick so then page exposed joey as a penis pretender who paid off his opponents to take the u-porn plex bump i don't know what that means is it a is it a website or something no it's just like one of his moves or whatever Mm. so he's got the dick flip the u-porn plex he started rebranded all his moves to be about Wow, that's very funny. Sex and stuff. Okay, so, which of course led to bar wrestling, where Paige and the Elite confronted Joey, and then Paige got dick flipped for real and was made to drink Joey's pee. Pause. Oh my God. I know. How has pee drinking come up on this podcast more than once? (laughs) This is amazing. Because it is the last frontier of funny. Like, eating ass. What is it called again? We're moving to pee drinking. I'm calling it now. Yeah. Eating ass is over. Eating ass is done. Eating ass is over. Urine therapy's coming for Urine us. therapy. <laughs> Charles, we're talking about urine therapy again. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> oh Charles. Oh, my God. But, so, okay. So, he was made to drink Joey's pee, um, which... I don't know if you guys know this, but it like cleared up all. It cleared up his skin. Stop. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Did? Like he he drank the urine. And it was like so good for oh, him. Oh no. Because like you might think that you're peeing out toxins, but you're not. You're peeing out nutrients, and if you drink it back, you get the nutrients. Okay. Wow. Does it help with energy too? Yeah, it helps with energy. You can lift a fucking truck. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, do you think that um, our favorite Braun uh, drinks it? Yeah, I do. I think that Braun. You think drunk- he's part of urine therapy? <laughs> 
Ron Strawman has a company called Urine Therapy, and he wears a lab coat to it. And every day he goes like <laughs> this, and he breaks the lab coat. They're like, not again, Bron. Exactly. Dr. Bron. They're so sick because most of their overhead goes to lab coats. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go back. <laughs> okay. I liked that, though. Uh, so then he became so consumed by his hatred. Oh, okay. So... So Adam, yeah, all right, let's go back. Adam Page became so consumed by his hatred, he developed a split personality, or as Bill Hanstock could have described it, a dark passenger that murdered Joey Ryan with a telephone. Oh my gosh. In a hotel room. And they caught him on the camera. And so he didn't notice he had a bloodstain on his cowboy boots until the other guys pointed it out, which caused him to start being haunted by the boots, which then started talking to him. So he threw them out and went barefoot for like months. What? (laughs) Even at signings, because they were the main evidence linking him to the heinous murder of famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan. Oh, this is beautiful. Talking boots. More things should be haunted. I know. More things should be haunted. So this all played out on on their YouTube web series. So the web series is like half travel footage, them traveling around. So I can like and subscribe and go for it? And then half of it is them just like... It'd be like a bunch of high schoolers doing like skits. Yeah. So this all played out. I watched the whole saga unfold and it was like a telltale heart thing. It's so funny. It was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, that leads to the post-match run-in in which Joey Ryan gets a magical life-giving boner, which we saw. Yeah, via pre-taped video, thing. via pre-taped video from the scene of the crime, and reemerges from penile purgatory with a phallus of phalluses to dick flip Adam Page. Uh, guys, I could not recommend. I tried to find a gif of Adam Page's reaction to Joey Ryan coming back. I couldn't. I don't know why it's not on the internet everywhere. It is not even Tumblr. It's true. No, I fucking looked. It's truly. I spent. I think the longest part of me researching was looking for it because I remember that face. It was so funny. He was just like really. He did a good job. Oh, he's so funny. Yeah, they're just like such fucking goofballs. Like that's why I have I have this gif of them all just like kind of like walking, like putting their little heads out and stuff, and yelling "How big is Batista's dick?" at the same time, <gasps> like stuff like that. Where it's like they're just they. It truly does feel like a bunch of high schoolers filming like skits. It feels like jackass. To yeah, me. and they're all wearing logo tees, so it works. It's so so funny. Like I truly think it's. This is this is the type of shit where it's like, yeah, we're like strong dudes who do this stuff, but we're like goofing. I love it. I think it's so fun. Anyway, the pay this paid off big at All In, where Joey Ryan showed up with his dick parade. Remember the dick parade? Yeah, I remember the book because of Mike telling me about How the dick parade. How could I forget? And then I wrote, talk about All In, am I right, ladies? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Mike, do you want to tell us what it was like seeing it live? Yeah, I mean, he just straight up... Um... You were in the middle of nowhere. Uh, no, we were in. Uh, oh no, that was that's bar wrestling. Okay. No, this was in Chicago. It was an all in, and uh, he basically just copied the Undertaker's entrance, where like toll like, and everything. Yeah, it, or like no, he it would. Well, yeah, they had like a, a funny lead up where it was like playing mysterious uh-huh. music, and like the Undertaker's thing is he has like a whole bunch of like druids come out, and so instead of druids, it was just like Dicks. lined with guys in inflatable penis costumes. And then it like built to him coming out, and then he came out and fought Adam Page. It was very funny. It's so fun. That's amazing. Yes. Also, I know him and enjoy him because of Joey, at least because of um, Candle Soray. Oh yeah, because they were they did they oh, were the they wrestled together, right? Inter- intergender wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Um, so 
now he's signed to All Elite Wrestling, Woo-hoo. which is very fun. And we haven't talked about AEW at all, so that's kind of why I chose him. I wanted to yeah. like, highlight someone who's going to be on the roster. Uh, the founders are two very rich men, but the other key people include Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Brandy Rhodes. And they're rumored to be a more wrestler-centric company where everyone gets paid the same, men and women, wow, crazy concept, yeah. and people have more creative control. Mike, do you have any insight into AEW? I'm throwing yeah. you a bunch, but... It hasn't happened yet. No, I know. It's so, coming in May, yeah. right? So I think they're just sort of... Um, yeah, they're, uh, we, we don't totally know what the future holds, but they've got a, it's very exciting. I think most independent wrestling fans are very excited for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think they differentiated themselves a lot by being like, we don't like necessarily what WWE is doing. I mean, they're always very respectful when they talk about it, but you the, the implications are always clear. If just like, yeah, we feel like women don't get paid enough. So that's, that's equal. Amazing. It's like the base is equal and then your star power, you get paid more on top of that. And then... Um, and then yeah like wrestler wrestlers are more in charge of their stories i don't think they're necessarily hiring writers and it's more going to be the wrestlers oh cool coming up with the stuff so yeah Which and is really it'll hard. i assume it'll tour like any other promotion they have a or... couple of like booked ones uh the first one's in may because i've been kind of excited about this for i'd say like eh, a month i don't know how did you find longer. out about it um i just kept seeing it showing up places and that's also maybe where um fuck one of the shield which one dean ambrose dean ambrose, dean. Dean ambrose oh, oh is he gonna there. go oh he might okay. be going there um it's rumored and that there's seems like, about right yeah and like jericho's there and like jericho's there yeah they've signed like a lot of really fun people and i think that it'll be a really cool promotion kyle and i tried to company. get tickets for the the pod to go see this thing in vegas and we could not yeah that's fair oh um, that was aew that yeah, we were that oh, okay was, that was like their big thing they're big on failing yeah yeah um but yeah so i really love this dude uh these are his joey killer shorts um that he premiered on his instagram which i thought was very funny after he killed him yeah uh i i saw him live at pwg one time and he forgot to spray tan his back (laughs) and so (laughs) the entire match it took a really long time for the crowd to not make fun of him for spray tanning his back (laughs) And he was fighting Keith Lee, and Keith Lee, like, at at the very beginning of the match, like, Hangman Page was trying to lock up, and Keith had to, like, stop because he was laughing too hard, <laughs> and he just, like, couldn't get his shit together. I love that. So it took him, like, five minutes longer to get into the match because, like... And but, they weren't just making fun of the, the one ref that they always make fun of either? No, they were they were making fun of... Uh, yeah, it, I think it was Knox. Knox was in the ring. But then it was like, no, it's just... So Keith Lee like made him turn around so you could see the like stark night and day difference or whatever. That's very That's funny. Great. He was so very cool funny. about it. Adam Page was very cool about nice. it and had a, seemed to have a good sense of humor. I guess about he it. didn't do a tan tint with someone else. He just did it alone. You know those tents that they have for like spray tans? Yeah. I just call them, I love a tan tint. That's what they are. They're like when you got a newborn and you want to take them to the beach. <laughs> Right? Or a small pug. <laughs> or a small pug. Yes. I don't think I'd take a pug to the beach because of allergies. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> they are. They can't breathe. They are dying every moment of every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's some more really fun, uh, elite little video clips of everyone being kind of insulted specifically by... Their YouTube page. Yeah. It's just like YouTube gifts. They're very fun. Um, I really like this guy. I think he's great. 
And I have an end quote, which is, he was asked about the nuanced storylines and how Bullet Club likes crafting an emotional storyline specifically. And he said, this for me is what wrestling is about. This is why I love it, why I enjoy doing doing it long-term. Long-term stories, people attach to that. With being the elite, people watch that every week and people message us to say it's something they consistently look forward to, something that gets them through the week and some of the people have really latched onto it. It's a work, it's the work of our lives and it's what we love doing. And that is my sweet angel and new daddy. Oh, also he's like happily married. Oh, congrats. Congrats. Don't do you, you dare. Do you think you Don't used the, the gold dust um, arch thing from the oh, wedding? Oh, yeah. He used the, the wedding that they got. The, the little yeah. trappings that they put under the Do you ring. think everyone who gets married outside of, like, kayfabe still has to use this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's contractually. <laughs> and Vince McMahon has to be the efficient. Yeah. Except he doesn't do Kind of like Chris Harrison. Yeah. I yeah. want to point out, again, like, he, he this doesn't. Yeah. This he's, is an no, indie no, no. dude. He's AEW. This is an indie-ass dude. Hell, yeah. yeah. And that's why he's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Good job. Very fun one. Thank you. I like him a lot. All right, Sarah, will you click the down? Sarah, will you I click will. the down? Oh my God, this was a Very surprise. Fun. What a yeah. good surprise. Very so exciting. I did uh, Shayna Baszler. <gasps> I made it a surprise because, and I will say this uh, Sarah is scared of Shayna's intense look yes i am it's yeah. nothing to do with Shayna. it's the no. way that she is in ring oh, and she sells it very way. Well. she's great i truly believe she could do me harm if she chose to oh yeah she's ripped yeah the ace right. of spades Shayna andrea baszler born august 8th oh, 1980 oh she's Leo. a leo yeah leo okay that makes sense uh baszler was born and raised in Sioux Falls, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The daughter of Skip and Margaret Baszler. Her father is of German descent with her mother of Chinese descent. Oh. Yeah. Baszler majored in religion at Mid-American Nazarene University in Kansas Mm -hmm. before beginning her mixed martial arts training. Huh. I just noticed a foot on her arm here. Yep. (laughs) Wow. That's like why I did it. Look how young she looks. I know. She really does. She's a BB in this picture. Mm. Uh, Baszler was trained by former UFC fighter Josh Barnett and is a certified catch wrestler by Billy Robinson. What's a catch? And you may ask, what is catch wrestling? Will you click on that slide, please? Catch wrestling is classical hybrid grappling style and combat sport developed in Britain circa 1870 by J.G. Chambers. Holy shit. It was popularized by wrestlers of traveling fun fairs who developed their own submission holds or hooks into their wrestling to increase their effectiveness against their opponents. I want to learn how to do that. Oh my God. So it's a lot of submission. It's a lot of, as we've seen her do... She wraps herself around. Yeah, leg locks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so intense. I didn't know yeah. it was a and real so thing. Yeah, and so this is her practicing. Your leg locks and your whatnot? Leg locks and whatnot. <laughs> it's just me, your mom. What are you kids doing in here? <laughs> that sounds like a musical uh, title for I, one of the songs. I thought it was a cool little shop. It is. Yeah. Leg locks that and too. whatnot? It just has activewear. Oh, my yeah. dream. Okay, so these are photos of her doing color. it, and um, she has videos of her teaching people what catch wrestling is basically and she is like hardcore catch wrestler and she'll talk about it a lot so click the next slide please uh she had her first professional fight in 2006 and gained in the following years recognition for use of hammerlock submission set up mm-hmm. while on her back a setup which she has used to many opponents hmm. um 
Basler is a Kun Crew in the Muay Thai Boxing Association and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Brown Belt. And she began incorporating catch wrestling into her MMA training. And this was not done a lot at all. Mm. And this proved to be somewhat difficult because she could not train with Barnett in Southern California. So this is crazy. So Barnett wrote a syllabus and video teaching the step-by-step secrets of catch wrestling Mm. and how to improve her verbal skills. He also suggested that Bezler carry an electric guitar to the cage to show (laughs) that she was outspoken. (laughs) She agreed, and the guitar became one of her signature rock star-like personas. Oh, God. I mean, but, like, so many... Honestly, if you're going to make a big statement, carrying a fucking sousaphone, can you imagine if a woman walked in with a big old brass instrument rock? I was going to yeah. say, if she had a goddamn tuba. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's oh, crazy. It's the marching yeah. band version uh-huh. of it. You know, the sousaphone br- 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 where it wraps yeah. around your body. You have to like shimmy into it. Oh yeah. my God. Yes. Yeah. So what's crazy too is like, especially like MMA and UFC stuff, they don't always have gimmicks. They're just like themselves being very overwhelming and their looks and everything so on top of her already looking the way she does and scaring sarah very very intense she had a guitar and like became this like crazy like badass woman who comes out she is holding holding that guitar with one arm like up above her head and i guitars are not light no i mean i have like the shoulder strength of like a small gerbil and this is, is it very a struggle to, to get me. things down from the trader joe shelves for yes. you <laughs> eh, eh, help. you gotta That's do a two-hand pasta hold oh no <laughs> uh, you know I, I do think it's interesting that um she's just carrying the guitar does she yeah. ever play it uh apparently not i tried to look <laughs> up videos there's not as many ufc and mma videos of her it's mm. a lot of pictures of her out of the ring um imitating different opponents um so barnett began calling her the queen of spades due to her card tricks which are her nickname today her card magic can also be related to submission submission magic Mm -hmm. so she's referred to her fans as the queen's army wait does she do close-up magic tricks she doesn't really it's like it's like a reveal oh. for her because of her submission tricks so she oh. like played into it okay it's like light as you see in this gift right here it's her in her like normal outfit she wears something that has like like you know spades on it diamonds all that stuff they look like different cards but she'll just like have one and it'll be like a quick trick or like she'll throw okay. cards okay and stuff. okay okay I was really hoping she'd be like doing full out like I know I w- it would have been amazing. Yeah, the fact that that isn't hasn't been so far. Maybe was anyone a magician? Please, can I cover this next time? No, I don't want to give this guy airtime, but there is an <laughs> aspiring wrestler who is he's also a magician, and so his What's gimmick his is I don't I tell me later. I'm gonna look yeah. him up. I hate this guy so much. Okay. Oh, now I have to cover. I him. know. I think we all do. Is it a Mike birthday? We're going to do a full episode. Yeah, we're still not going to do Oscar, but we'll talk about this guy that Mike hates. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> he's shaking his head. TBD. So she was signed in 2013 by the UFC to pr- participate in part of the reality television show because everything needs a reality mm-hmm. show. Really the do. Ultimate Fighter under Ronda Rousey. Mm. Uh, she also had, beside the series, two professional bouts. 
And then she was released by the UFC in 2015 and started her wrestling career the same year and trained again with Josh Barnett. Real quick question. Was Ronda Rousey like a host of the show or was she? I think she was. I'm pretty sure she was. But she is also, as you'll see soon, they're close. Cool. Um, And so apparently, and she'll talk about it and I'll read a quote later about it. She talks about how she, she wasn't really good in UFC. Um, she had submission holds and it says like she had 15 wins, 11 losses mm. with 13 wins by submission. So that I mean, was kind of her. That's lot. a lot. <laughs> yeah. But that was kind of her go-to. She ruined her body a lot. Oh. She messed with it. Um, she tore her ACL. I mean, MMA kills you. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think that that's one reason you go from that. Makes sense. Into, if mm-hmm. you'll click the next slide, please. Um, before she started with WWE, mm-hmm. she was in Ring of Honor Wrestling Entertainment, mm-hmm. Quintessential Pro Wrestling, Magnum Pro, Absolute Intense Wrestling, Shimmer Women's, and Wonder uh, World Wonder Ring Stardom. Wow. And then, so as we said, we're just going to fast forward through all those promotions. There are so many. She went New Japan for a while. All that jazz. So July 13th, 2017, Basler entered WWE's May Young Classic, Defeating Zeta in the first round. The following day, she defeated Maya Yim, Candice LeRae, and Mercedes Martinez en route to the final, and then Kyrie Sane beat her. Mm. But oh, yeah. she made, they loved her. Mm-hmm. So she made her NXT debut at a house show on August 10th, 2017, where she teamed with Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Your favorite. My faves. The Iconics. And they faced a team of Kyrie Sane, Aaliyah, and Dakota Kai in a losing effort. And on August 12th, she made her singles debut. And uh, she signed with the company and started training at the Performance Center. So she had like a really like complete look from the jump. It seems like that look didn't really change. Yeah. Much. So this is her when she was starting this. with the wrestling. I really like her look because it's active wear. Yeah. Like that's it's like very all sensible. it is. It looks like a Fabletics type thing, like or just like any company, it works really well. Yeah. It's not ridiculous. It has fun patterns to it. It works really well on her body too. Yeah. It works with her figure. And it shows just how ripped she is. Oh, my God. And it sh- makes her even more intimidating. Yeah. The like, colors, because it's red, black, white, and gray, usually. And those are intimidating colors. And it has the beautiful, like, playing card... I love it. ...graphics yep. to it. Mm-hmm. It's such a good look. I cannot. I love that. Yeah, it's a brilliant branding. Like, it really mm-hmm. is. And, like, that she picked that and no one else has really done that before is also pretty shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it seems like a vintage out. retro thing in general. Yeah, it's also very, like, motorcycle yeah. culture. Absolutely. Like, Ace of Spades. Like, the luck, like, all that world. Yeah. Yeah, all that. It's very interesting. Yeah. So, um, also, as you know, uh, or as you may not know, <laughs> she's one of the four uh, horsemen of MMA. And so it's Ronda Rousey, Marina uh, Shafir, Shayna Baszler, and Jessamine Jessamine Duke. And all of them are now part of NXT. Oh. So they've all moved up. So now it's the four horsemen of that versus our girls. Becky, um, Bailey, Charlotte, and Sasha. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then then we saw her her friends mm-hmm. help her out come in yep. when we saw NXT TakeOver okay yeah. yes. they were the long they looked kind of like um, tall ladies hey, 
Yes, they do have mm-hmm. they have the Heim hair for sure, mm-hmm. and they had the they have the shirts that say "Let's Fight" and "Let's Play" that we were admiring. Yeah. Before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what's really interesting is I was reading uh, an article about her, and she said that they were na- she was like trying to she's really good at like talking back and making herself even more intimidating when she's out, and she was saying that it's not fair that all of them got four horsemen because they were the four horsemen they were named it in MMA mm. because they were these powerhouse women who were really fighting and were really going for it. So she was trying to like get that going, but it worked really well because it's like they always do the four and then they went they started doing it to like annoy them. And so they're kind of bringing this tension of both of the four horsemen together. And we'll see if the MMA will fight the WWE. That's fun. Which will be really Would interesting, right? Isn't that badass? Yeah. So continue on. Um, she was so some fun facts. I did. So this fo- both of these photos show her with she, her mouthpiece is just black. Ugh. And it's beyond terrifying. Like, um, uh, Shinsuke's is scary because it's red. Oh, yeah. And it looks like he's bleeding. But this is, like, even more terrifying. It's like she's a, a renaissance royal who has eaten too many sugar sweets. Yep. And now she is That's not so true. Okay. It's so scary. Sweets. Too many sugar sweets. It's very <laughs> true. Um, so I just have, like, two photos of her. One is her smiling, having a great time in the ring. <laughs> so fun. And the other is her... Kind of smiling, but also like looking evil a little bit. Mm-hmm. So fun facts about her. She was a key spokesperson in the movement to create South Dakota Athletic Commission for combat sports. She once delivered a speech that touched opposing representative Steve Hickey, who once labeled MMA as the child porn of sports. What does that even mean? I have what, no clue. After visiting Basler at Next Edge Academy of Martial Arts, the training place um, of Basler, um, as well as the other mixed martial arts fighters and predict, uh, practitioners, Hickey stated that regret he regretted his analogy as it detracted from his point, which for him remained true. What point? That is such a the child. Do you look at child what, why? Like it's just like it's inappropriate. It's bad for you. Like what is? And that's the... such a false equivalency too, because I'm presuming yeah. in MMA everyone there has consented to be there and is yeah. not like being victimized. And it's because it's South Dakota, <sighs> probably. Yeah. yeah, but it just doesn't. I did you read more about like? What? I know there wasn't like there was a little bit about it, and it was just like her. Like she literally kept on going and fighting about it. Go for it. I mean, I guess my only thought is he doesn't want to like fully apologize, and I think he was just trying to be like, I don't like MMA, yeah. so I'm sure he was like, I'm really sorry for how it sounded, but yeah, my, my whole like, point is I don't like MMA, so it's just it. like yeah. a really fucking which is fine. I do yeah. not either, but I would never make. Mm-mm. That comparison, because that is truly wrong. Yeah, that's <laughs> awful. But that yeah. also seems like a Republican would say. Yeah. You know? I mean, Hi. They know, they know child porn. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she also is a coach for the South Dakota-based roller derby team. Oh. And she is a certified EMT. Cool. You know what? Both of those things, neither of them surprise me. Mm-hmm. But they both make me think that she's kind of fun. Yeah. Still scared of her. She seems badass. Um, so I have this quote actually from her, and uh, she says she lurks on Reddit pages <gasps> because she likes hearing about things. So basically, I'll just summarize a little bit of it. And she talks about how she really shit the bed. She literally says shit the bed in her UFC run and tore an ACL. But she talks about how she loves uh, 
pro wrestling more than MMA and UFC because the fans are so much more supportive and it's not whether you win and lose. It's you actually like have love for that person. And so she says, um, MMA fans don't appreciate what you did to your body for their entertainment unless you win. They don't appreciate that if Connor or Ronda make, uh, makes you pissed off, you are getting worked. They don't appreciate that sometimes the fight is the story, not the winning or the losing. And worst of all, MMA fans will turn on you, erase you from history, and forget you as soon as their Twitter timeline changes. I don't lurk on any MMA subreddits. I go to all of the pro wrestling ones for pretty much these reasons. I read and I pay attention. I am perfectly okay with criticism and I take it in stride to try to expedite my improvement. But when the few times my wrestling gets discredited because my accomplishments have been forgotten, it's disheartening because I love pro wrestling and wrestling has helped me find my love of MMA again. I want more than anything to honor my masters and to carry the torch of the shooters and hookers of old. It's one of the most important things to me. So yes, I will main event against the best female wrestlers in the world and then I will catch I will represent catch wrestling, pro wrestling, and my lineage MMA. I'm not out here trying to win the UFC title. I want to honor the art that gave me such great life. Catch wrestling is life. Could I lose? Possible. But please don't let my win or my loss be the thing that outshines all I have accomplished in MMA. Simply because if it wasn't in UFC, because it broke my heart in one sport, I want to keep my heart for this one. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I just like love that because it's like her being like, I love this shit. This is my life. This is everything to me. And she talks about kind of, which we've never talked about for one, because now there are four women that have gone from that. And now we, and Brock himself has gone from UFC into WWE. So it's like, how much do they like honor that before they go on to just being pro wrestlers, you know? Mm -hmm. And like why they do that. It's, It's always interesting to me to hear someone be, vulnerable about how this type of performance makes them feel like MMA is is obviously a a very different type of performance than professional wrestling but like thinking about athletics as like another performing art it's always kind of interesting to hear people talk about like the engagement with that public persona yeah I mean Charlotte Flair is very honest with it and I think that's one reason we loved it so much it's because she was She's very honest about talking about her self-esteem and everything in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that I love, like, that's one reason I love lurking on Reddit for all this stuff, too, is because you find that real vulnerable stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that, you know, it's interesting you talk about it as an art form, and she, you also brought that, I mean, you brought it up, obviously, uh, Katie. But I found a gif of the dudes from being the elite Chore- like just kind of like loose choreographing a fight in a dressing room uh-huh. mm. and it truly looked like dancing and it's something I think about a lot where it's like when people are like oh well, well wrestling's fake but it's because it's dancing and I'm like yeah that's why it's fucking awesome because yeah. it's a mix of dancing and gymnastics yeah we'll pay on a Friday night to go see dancing but why don't we do that for wrestling you know yeah exactly it's a little bit more testosterone driven but it is very similar and it's kind of how I feel like Football is kind of like soap opery, yeah. You know, because I hate like, it, this but person, yeah, oh, for sure it sucks. CTE and all the things, but which also I guess this has loads of, which we'll yeah. discover as we move on. But I do think that there is something to be said about it as an art form. I think it's really nice, like yeah. that. 
yeah that she has that that sentiment and that like gets to come directly from the horse's mouth so to speak yeah and she is like so pro catch wrestling that she wants to teach as many people as well that's so, so that's why she films these videos of her doing it to teach others like she was with barnett she was like i want to make sure that even wherever you live you can learn how to catch wrestle that's super cool and egalitarian yeah yeah man Oh, I feel such a like warmth about her now. Yeah. Thank now you for talking about her. You're no longer afraid of. Yay. Uh, now it's like maybe eventually I can get to my like the type of like awe and wish that they would like me that I get for every heel where I'm like, I just want this bully to like me. Yeah. We all well, get I mean, there she'd soon. just be like a great villain in yeah. a movie. She's very. Yeah, she's, she's great. I I mean, <sighs> yeah, always I feel she has, especially because we did see her at NXT. She has such a specific energy mm-hmm. and presence i mean you and notice presence. it like you even really when you're like it. going down and you feel like you hear her music and then everything you're like oh fuck who is this no it's it's scary in the best way mm-hmm. yeah it's truly because there i, I mean there aren't it's not a gimmick either it no, doesn't but, feel like it's fake or anything but i feel like the wwe has like their hot girls and they have their tough girls you know mm-hmm. and like I feel like Shayna and Nikki Cross, who we talked about last week, are very specific. And yeah. it's really cool that they're allowed to have the identities that they do now. Yeah. I don't think they would have in the past. So. Yeah. It's very Maybe cool. Maybe they won't have to have storylines where they get proposed to and get married on stage. <laughs> yeah. it's But, you know, but it's wedding season's coming up. You know, <laughs> no. Yeah. Do you think that uh, WWE has a wedding season? <laughs> oh, my God. And they're all just, like, in each other's weddings. And they're like, oh, I just want a day off from my work friends so yep. I can hang out with my other friends. I'm totally distracted by this final I thoughts know. gif, admittedly, which is of Gold Dust dressed as Colonel Sanders getting poked in the eye. Yeah. Who? Who is, is that? that? Becky Lynch also thought, dressed up like Colonel. I thought Sanders. it was Becky because of the wow. goggles and the hair. Is that recent? That, no, I saw it's the a while hair ago. and I was like, hmm. that's very funny. Yeah. Well, we're gonna skip it. Mm-hmm. We kind of <laughs> gave our final thoughts, but any final thoughts anyone wants to share? I mean, no. I do think that we, the more we we learn, the more we learn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm continually and... fascinated by this world. It's just. It is really interesting to like track what things have changed and what things haven't. And That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. What and it it just and people are innovating all over and it's so great to remember that there's things outside the WWE that are like doing stuff. Yeah. That yeah. That organization is, doesn't seem to be keen on doing. Well, that's exciting, and I mean, I think in the next month, I I definitely want to go to a bar wrestling show. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it'd be really interesting to do like an AEW show mm-hmm. once it happens. Yeah, once it stops, it's going to sell out so long. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But uh, hopefully one day. I will say that I do think, I said the more we learn, the more we learn. But it's mainly <laughs> that like I do think that we had kind of, we keep hitting these kind of like weird themes in mm-hmm. a way where it's like you have the old, we have the old guy and he proves that these things. And then my guy's like, I admit my mistakes when you're mm-hmm. like, I wish Goldust would just admit, admit his mistakes. Yeah. yeah, it seems like it's also a timeline of people being more vulnerable and honest too. Yeah. Like from mm-hmm. Goldust all the way to Shayna being mm-hmm. like, we need to talk about MMA and like the feelings of it. Like in talking about it, it's like kind of the, I mean, Adam's younger than Shayna, but still like in that world of, wrestling of like the people that are the age around our age 
are very much more honest about how they feel of this stuff yeah. and their viewpoint of all of this. I think it also makes sense that like you're you store so much in your body, and so if you are an athlete, you are expressive like that. Would it makes sense that that's how you would express yourself? Yeah. Because like your feelings and your thoughts and emotions just like stick in your bones in yeah. a way. Anyway, or in your gold. Or in your gold. Or in your gold bodysuit. Gold. They're, They're not seeping out of gold that bodysuit. No, no right? emotions He's are seeping out of that. Swamp whole body. Silver can... and gold. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Talk about some Cornelius. back knees. Yeah. Honestly, I can't believe I didn't talk about Yukon Cornelius that whole time because he's truly one of my earliest crushes. My choice of husband is unsurprising, perhaps. Oh my God, you guys! I wish you knew. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. But anyway, so true. Very true. Gold and silver. (laughs) Silver. So if you want to know more about this, um, follow us. Yes. Yes. At K A Y F A B podcast. That's on Instagram. We have all the looks that we're not all the looks. That's a lie. Some selected looks of what we're talking about. And otherwise, you can go and recommend a wrestler for us to review on Twitter. Yeah. yeah it's super responsive. Rex. We love recommendations. We do. Uh, please subscribe. Um, yeah, tell your friends about it. Yeah. Rate and review. Rate, review. Do the, the things you're supposed to do on social media, please. It's yeah. super helpful. Um, Thank you. And good night. Good night. Good night.